0: Hey y'all what's up it's Lyon and Aquila and you are listening to protect your mental, protect your mental podcast. podcast and we are on our first episode this is exciting it's very exciting like it is here the wait is over period episode one episode one this is um definitely something we've been looking forward to we've had in the works for a long time now
1: exactly and it's here and y'all are listening and I'm very grateful.
0: Definitely. tuned in. Yeah, seriously. I mean, honestly, y'all are the ones who inspired us to do the podcast. The feedback, the, you know, the the y'all wanted more, you know. We love that. Um, where can we find this live? Where can we find this, you know? And it was like, dang, it was live. <laughs> That's where you, you could find yeah. it on
1: live. Exactly. And so many people were working when we were live. And so now you're able to tune in. Listen to it any day of the week that you got free time on your way to work, when you get off of work, while you're getting ready. Mm-hmm. Just that moment to figure out how
0: you can protect your mental this week. Exactly. And, like, you can share it. That's that's really one. You can save it. Like it. pop it. Comment on it. Twist it. <laughs> All that. DM it. That period. <laughs> Text it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Give it. YouTube it. Heck. You know, in this it's really a blessing, honestly, like if we're if if I were to conceptualize the whole entire thing and process it appropriately, the feeling that would come up is bliss. You see how I did that? Yes. You see how I did that? I I like that. Mm -hmm. That's therapy one (laughs) on one. (laughs) Literally. But no, seriously, y'all. Um I do wanna take a second just to recognize Lida. Um, she is the reason why this is even a thing. She is the founder of Protect Your Mental, and I mean, I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't be doing this with her, and with and, you know, talking to you all, um, without her. So I am personally very grateful for Latin Navarro. <laughs> Thank you, Akila.
1: I'm very excited. It was really nerve wracking to you know step out on faith and really make it come to life. Um, and I'm just very blessed and very grateful that, you know, I had reached out and you were willing to be a part of this venture. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just super excited about all of the projects and things that are to come
0: moving forward. Seriously. You and me both. You and me both. It's definitely gonna be a new journey that we are embarking on for sure. Um, what is Protective Mental Podcast even going to be about, <laughs> right? Like, what well, that is the pressing question. What y'all going to talk about? Well, we, we're going to talk about mental health, for sure. We want to expand some horizons. Most definitely. Yeah, we want to give resources. We want to be a resource.
1: One of the things I really hope that people will take away is that, one, we're not alone, In our mental health struggles that we're going through on a day to day basis and really hoping to get people connected rather, like you said, with resources um, to empower yourself or with other people that are going through the same things that you just need
0: to talk to somebody about. Yeah, seriously. And sometimes it's just sometimes it's really good to hear Mm -hmm. mental health just normalized.
1: I think normalize is a perfect word to describe what we're bringing through this podcast because mm-hmm. I think mental health, again, has so many stigmas around it and breaking yeah. that cycle, breaking down that stigma and realizing that we have so much more in common, that mental health does not discriminate. At it all. is all over the world, <laughs> all in different races, different social classes,
0: I mean, age groups. It attacks everybody it does I think that's a really good point and I think that's something it's important for people to realize we all get depressed from time to time we all experience anxiety a lot of us have experienced trauma and trauma looks different there's there's a lot of different levels of trauma oh for sure you know and comparing your trauma to someone else's trauma isn't helpful you know um but i just think it's important to talk about this because it's not talked about it's not talked about enough especially in minority communities and um it's something that people shy away from for some reason it's like something that no one wants to be a part of um which is crazy to me because it's like a trend to be physically healthy and be physically fit mm-hmm. But what about being mentally healthy and mentally fit? What's, okay. Where's that trend? The brain is your most important organ. And so it's like, why don't we take care of our brains? Like we take care of our stomachs and body images. And, you know, it's, I heard a, I heard a really, really good like comparison. And um, it, it was comparing, you know, mental health, physical health to mental health.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was talking about how, we have to put in work when it comes to our mental health. You know, you're not just going to wake up one morning and be like, wow, I'm just great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you break your leg, you have to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> They're going to have to put a cast on it. You're going to have to give that leg some time to heal. Right. And then once it heals, you'll get the cast taken off. Got to learn how to walk normally again. It won't take that much effort, but you you are going to have to kind of get in the swing of things again. And then you'll be better. Right. You had to ask one. You had to ask for help Two, you had to, you know, go through that process. And then once you processed it, it's like then you started coming up with solutions. OK, this is how I walk. This is how this you goes. Go through that right? physical therapy. Exactly. It's the same thing with mental health. You know, you sometimes when you can't do it on your own. Because honey, if I know how to fix a leg, I'd be out here having a whole clinic in my apartment, you know, but I don't. <laughs> you know, when it comes to our mental health, it's the exact same thing. When when our mental is broken, when we are struggling to heal from, you know, anxiety, depression, trauma, PTSD, bipolar disorder, anything, when we're struggling, we have to find and ask for help, right? And once we begin to process what it is that we are going through that is when we can start healing once we get into that healing process once we start coming up with those coping mechanisms once we start going through that physical therapy that is when we become better that is when you know we aren't angry or irritable for just no reason you know and um, that's when we're able to Communicate and articulate our feelings. Um, so, yeah.
1: I think that one of the biggest barriers for minorities, though, is because we focus on, you know, being resilient. Man. In everything that we do. Yeah. Because we have so much stuff we have to overcome on a daily. hmm We don't attach vulnerability to being resilient. We attach vulnerability. To, to being weak. weak. Instead of realizing that you have to be a certain level of strong, yep, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to even get to ask for help, to even acknowledge Period. emotions, some people are a straight up denial. Tell them, tell them, sister. They they don't want to accept it. And if it, honestly, if you cannot even accept it, you won't even work towards it. You won't work through it. You just bury it and keep
0: it going. I completely agree. You know, I've heard like a lot of people say, you know, in the black community, our our ancestors were slaves. Mm-hmm. If they could get through it, I'm going to be fine. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's really think about that. Let's really think about that. I don't think they just got over that. I think, I don't know, I don't personally know my ancestors, but I know for an actual fact, and this is just, you know, because we're human, that experience for them was traumatic. And they just didn't have the knowledge and the resources to deal with their mental health. That was not something that was important. That was not something that was going to be prioritized. I don't think they had time to really focus on, okay, let me heal from this. Let me heal. They, uh-uh, it I was gotta. always what's to the next. Exactly. I got to work. I got to build generational wealth. They created generational trauma. They created generational trauma. And then it's like, what is generational trauma? What is what is transgenerational trauma? Transgenerational trauma is when we can't trust white people and we ain't really even got a reason why. You just can't trust them. Yeah. Transgenerational trauma Trauma is every time somebody lifts up their hand, we flinch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Transgenerational trauma is you're irritated all the time or angry all the time, but you don't know why, you know, that, and not saying that we don't have the right to be angry about things, not saying that we don't have the right to look at some people and be like, you, you did my ancestors wrong. No, we have the right to be upset. We do, but we But we can't live life in fear and in anger because that results in constant madness.
1: True. And at the end of the day, you have to break a cycle and you have to be the trailblazer to get to where you want to be, even Mm -hmm. though everyone around you has never been to where you're trying to go.
0: Truly. Truly. I I 100% believe that, you know. And- I want to also break the stigma that, you know, therapy, therapy and prayer can be coexisting with one another. think can coexist. They can. And, you know, I, I understand not everybody is, you know, going to pray. Not everybody is even thinking like religious or spiritual. But if you are, you know, a lot of the times we, we might catch ourselves saying things like, you know, god, God's god got this. And he does. But work without prayer is dead. And so it's like, God, you know. If you believe what you believe and you believe that God's going to heal you, then, you know, so be it. But if you're not going to put in the work to be healed and for, you know, to take that extra step to be helped, then God's going to be like, I can't do all the work, baby. You're going to have to do something. I done sent you a therapist. You ignored the sign. I sent you a billboard. You ignored the sign. I sent you insurance. You ignored the sign. Mm. Come on now. <laughs> you're praying and I'm sending you what you're praying for.
1: It's really interesting that you bring that up. So <laughs> like when I was thinking of protect your mental itself, um, I felt like during that time I had kind of shied away from God, I guess, during that time. But if thinking back, literally the entire time, it was protect your mental that was in my mind mm-hmm. throughout my
0: my process. And is you said you shied away from God, but God still kept He was still there. Oh, he don't, he's not. He was just you quiet. Know. You know, he was just so subtle. He like... Was quiet, like you know. And, you know, and we, we understand, you know, my, not all of you might may fall into that realm of, you know. Sure. God had me. You know, God, you know, we understand that. So maybe for you, it's like more so just like the universe was trying to tell you something. But you weren't listening to the atmosphere around you. You weren't listening and paying attention to the auras and the energies. Because those are real as well. And so it was just really hard to kind of for yourself, you know, for you to process. Um, but that's why this is all so important because we all have our own personal story. And not one story is greater or more important than the next, but we all have some type of thing to process, you know, whether that's something very, very traumatic or whether that's something that you know is minuscule but still pressing.
1: I think when everybody finds their own way their own method of madness of how to protect their mental it's important like everyone's gonna look different because everybody handles things differently you know some people get really stressed out Mm -hmm. and then they'll see somebody else going through the exact same thing and they're handling it like without a problem and they'll be like man i shouldn't feel this way because you know they're they're doing fine they're doing fine they're getting through with through it with no problem mm-hmm. but you know there may be something that you handle really well that someone's looking at you like
0: how can they just deal with that like and be that okay and be okay everybody's different everybody's so different that's why I'm like you know I try to remind my clients do not compare your situation to someone else's situation because who they are is not who you are whenever my clients ask me for advice I'm not here to give you advice baby I'm here to help you figure out what you need to do for you. That's what I'm here for. I would love to give you advice, but then it becomes my perspective.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I had uh, recently had a conversation with people about, there was two different sides. One side was they would, they're not interested in going to therapy because they don't want to talk to somebody they don't know and then the other side which is me <laughs> i actually like talking to somebody who i didn't know and i was able to get unbiased advice from exactly and i like to you know hear what another person was saying where you know they're not going to open up to somebody who doesn't know them and that whole side but i think for me personally it helps me to know that i'm getting an unbiased um and um, They don't really give you advice, though, for me. We don't. Um, like, that's another myth I, I would say that people have is like, oh, they're just going to tell me what to do or they're just going to tell me. But for me personally and my therapy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, no. I feel like a therapist helps you unravel your thoughts that's into exactly.
0: what you want. No, you're absolutely right. You know, let's talk about therapy for a second. Today's episode is really just about talking about just mental health in general. Why are we doing this? Why is this important? Right. We want to spread awareness. Okay. We want to break the stigmas. You know, therapy is something that I would recommend for everyone. I
1: think everyone needs therapy, even on like your best days, even on your best days. Yeah. I feel like I could still talk to my therapist about something I'm planning something i'm working on something in the future that i'm not worried
0: i'm not anxious about but it's coming it's coming and you want to talk about it and you just want to kind of process it and and the thing with me i have clients that come into my office i told a client the other day i said it's like i, I would i wouldn't diagnose you with anything there's nothing there's nothing that's necessarily just pressing you know i wouldn't say that you I wouldn't label you with anxiety i wouldn't label you with depression i would literally label you as a girl just trying to figure her life out you know, but I'm so glad that you come in here and I'm so glad that you talk to me and I'm so glad that you trust me and I'm so glad that you you feel comfortable with me. She's like, I love coming here. I love talking and just kind of processing what's going on in my life, whether it's good or bad. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Right. You know, uh, and I'm like I said, I never give my advice. I might I'll confront them. I might say something like, well, wait a second. Right. <laughs> You know, you told me before that you don't like messing with people who don't disrespect you. But you over here telling me about somebody that's disrespecting you. Right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but are your values aligning with what your actions are doing? I think a therapist does a good job of keeping you accountable. And that's what we want to do. You know, building that relationship as well. You know, first, I, I I never confront before building the relationship I don't want to break any type of rapport but definitely I want to hold you accountable because that's what you signed up for exactly you signed up for someone to talk to you signed up to have someone to kind of understand to try to understand your thought process and help you untangle and unravel your thoughts you know I can I can of course only do so much
1: I think when I think of like therapy in general it's kind of like dating I'm not gonna lie
0: <laughs> tell me explain <laughs> I just
1: feel like there's so many different therapists out there
0: oh yeah for sure you gotta find the right one you know that's it. it there's different
1: approaches you know different you can definitely highlight all the different approaches people can take to <sighs> handling trauma like not just trauma but just mental health in general yeah but then you have to figure out you know do you like talking to the opposite sex
0: do you like talking to the same sex? Do they have to be your same race? Or do you like somebody that's a completely different race? Do you want somebody who understands your sexuality? I had someone call today and they were like, you know, I would like a therapist that specializes with the LGBTQ plus community. Okay, baby. That's fine. That's not me. But I'll make sure I get to the right therapist. Right. I've had people come and say, I want a black therapist. Yeah. Come on. Come on with the, come on. You know? <laughs> and I think that is so important to recognize. It's like, Sometimes you really do have to just kind of dabble around, do some therapist dating. Yeah. You uh, I had know. like a
1: first therapist who I just felt like she didn't really give give me any homework, I guess, or I don't feel like I, I just felt like I showed up to her office, I vented, and I went home.
0: Yeah, see, I don't like I like to get homework every single time. You you got to take something from it, or
1: even if it's not homework, I know whenever I come back to so my second therapist, she was she was able to meet you in the middle, sort of. Yeah, like I could come in. And if, you know, I wasn't in a line with what we talked about the week before, she would be like, well, you know, last week did we left off, you know, kind of saying you weren't going to do that or you felt this kind of way about something. But this week, you know, you're still doing what you're talking about. And again, it's like, how do you want your therapist to approach your situation? Do you want more like straightforward? Like, now, you know, you, now you know, you're fucking up, man. Yeah. Or is it like more subtle like you know kind of going
0: back yeah (laughs) i think that that you know and that depends on your therapist yeah that that just depends on your therapist there there are different approaches with counseling and therapy you know you have alerian you have existential you have um holistic you have cognitive behavioral behavioral you have there's so many. Okay. You have DBT, okay. It's just like <laughs> there's all these different techniques that, you know, we use, we utilize. So it's like there's yeah. so many different approaches on how I can talk to you or, you know, help you
1: process. Y'all have to let us know if y'all wanna know, because that is a foreign language to me personally. And I would just the nerd in me is like, please tell me more about all of these different approaches because I think people don't even know that you know like when they're going
0: out and shopping for a therapist they don't know the type of things to look for yeah usually mm-hmm. your therapist has their credentials you know so if you are looking for if you if you know that you need to process some trauma you know look for a therapist who specializes in trauma if you want marriage counseling find a marriage therapist it, Like it's and it's we people are certified in different things you know um, I don't have, I technically don't have any certifications yet, but I plan on getting certified in mindfulness. I plan on getting certified in EM at DBT. You think therapy is just like this one straight thing? I'm just going to go in there, I'm going to talk, and then they're going to give me advice. No, I am not here to give you advice. I'm literally going to pick out the best therapy for you, and then we're going to go from there. But you know what? Like, I'm going to just stop it right there because. I think that that is another subject for another day. That's a whole series, girl. we going to go into detail. People need to know this. Yeah. As we're just kind of talking about mental health and protecting our mental, I think that it would be really interesting to kind of fill in our listeners on how Protect Your Mental even came about. Light in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Frog in my throat. Oh, God. No. Yeah.
1: Um, so, Protect Your Mental came. It was just a saying that I, I told myself, really. Um, but it really didn't come to mind until 2019, I believe. And I had just got my engagement called off. And, like, I was still in grad school. And so, and my grandma had passed away. I just feel like a lot of things were happening back to back that I didn't have time to allow myself to process. Um, I was really busy with school, kind of distracted myself and not allowed myself to feel what I was going through or acknowledge what I was going through, acknowledge what happened to me. Um, And it wasn't until the spring semester ended and again, summer came I was still working on some school stuff, and finally I had left for a conference, came back in the month of June, I call June my depressed month. Mm-hmm. I came home, my fiance had moved out, and it was the first time that I had to really just sit in my emotion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I still had a job, I was a, I was a meal prepping at the time and little
0: woman in the kitchen little woman in the
1: kitchen yes (laughs) um and I had stopped it I stopped working I didn't have a job and I just allowed myself to be in my emotion like realizing what just happened in like the last six months like I didn't have homework I didn't have a job I didn't I didn't have a roommate. I didn't have money to go. Well, I mean I had money to pay my bills, but I didn't have money to go like out on a trip, um, to distract myself. Like I had no choice but to really sit there and mm-hmm. work through what just happened. And it got really depressive. Mm-hmm. It got really dark. And I just remember it was just a day where I, okay, so I would be super depressed. And then I would work my way up out of it, you know, like I dance it off. I did these like 30, 30 minute dance parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody told me that you can't be mad while you dance. You really can't. So I was... All that serotonin
0: pumping? For
1: real. And I, I literally remember it was like maybe two weeks where all I did, I didn't eat anything but grilled cheese if I even ate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Grilled cheese is my depressive food, but that will be like, I can I mean, eat... Whew.
0: I feel I'm like e- all right, everybody
1: has <laughs> everybody has a depressive food. I feel like when you like when you don't want to eat, but you know that you have to eat something like that one thing. What would you go to? Even even if you're not really hungry, but you know you gotta eat because you haven't eaten in some time. eggs, eggs boiled scramble just any yeah, kind of? any type of eggs. Okay, yeah, cause you could switch it up, but you're still just gonna eat eggs, well, I'm right? gonna eat eggs,
0: but you know what? That's so funny that you said that. I've never really had a. I don't. I don't eat when I'm depressed. I like. No, that's the thing. People don't eat, but
1: you gotta eat cause your body needs food. That is true. So what are you like? It's like you see people depressed, grieving, and you're like, okay, you gotta eat though, and they're like, man, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry.
0: What I meant was I've never thought about the food that I ate when I was oh. depressed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never been like, huh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, at first, I didn't realize this. The first two weeks of me being super depressed, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I wasn't eating.
0: You know, you, you I was just know. losing weight. Quick. You usually
1: don't. Like, no, I didn't know that I was noticing, like, I didn't notice that was the only thing I was eating. And it wasn't until after about two weeks of me just being just down that it really hit me while I was in bed that this, I'm not the only person, one, that's gone through a breakup. But two, I'm not the only person that's had an engagement be called off because I know at least two other people that have. And they're still moving and living life so for me it made me realize like one i'm not alone and people have already gone through this mine just may be a little bit more intense because it's my experience or might be a little amplified because it's not just a break of a boyfriend girlfriend but like i was really in this mindset of spending forever with somebody but working through that it Helped me go through this process of, you know, I pulled myself out of this depression mm-hmm. and anxiety and I would be good. Mm-hmm. But then a trigger would happen. Okay. And I would slip. And when I say I slipped, I would go straight back into that depressive, mm-hmm. not eating. And it was like, when I'm good, I'm good. Yep. But when my trigger came around, everyone was like, is Lida okay? Like Lada just went ghost, like what's going on? And for me, that's when I had to start, I realized that. Like, you know, every time X comes around, every time whatever comes around, you know, you get like this or you slip back. Like you really need to stop exposing yourself to your trigger. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started realizing, like, I have to protect my mental. Yeah. Like I've got to. One, I have to set up boundaries Mm -hmm. um, for my Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-care. I have to, you know, speak up for myself and talk positivity over myself. Like the things that other people are trying to tell me that I'm not. I have to speak against those things. I have to show myself self-love. Yeah. And when people are trying to tell me what I'm not or when I'm trying to figure out how I can learn from a lesson or what's my role in whatever is making me feel some type of way, I have to self-reflect. You do. And I felt like if I could, in this process of working through my emotions, self-reflect on what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. how these triggers are making me feel Mm -hmm. so that I can identify them in the future. If I could speak over myself when everyone else I felt was tearing me down and show me self-love, and just self care for myself, mm. that I will protect my mental. Like, I am I have to stop giving the power away to so many other people or things. And that's when I really realized that the mind is like a battlefield for me.
0: We are young. <laughs> heartache to heartache. I'm sorry, but you can't say my mind is like a battlefield it is. and not expect me to not sing Pat sorry. But no, I, it, you're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Everyone, I feel like
1: the mind is a battlefield. Everybody has all these different things that are coming at them. Everybody has different battles that they're fighting. And you're all trying to protect your mental. You're trying to protect your peace. You're trying to protect your happiness. You're trying to protect yourself from whatever's trying to get at you.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. And I mean... And that's just a really good point. The mind is a battlefield and we all have our own struggles and battles that we have to fight through, but you know, how do you do it? How, where do you start? What is yeah. your, what's going to be your ammunition? Yeah. Like what's, what's going to be the process, you know? And your story brings me to the next point. Protect your mental is built off three core values. Mm-hmm. And that is self-love, self-care. And self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you came up with those three values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so like, what does that mean? What 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 does self-love mean? Self-love can mean so many, it looks different to so many people. What was self-love for you versus what self-love, what is self-love for me? You know, self-love for me is reminding myself that I am doing great, even when I don't feel like I'm doing great. Self-love is taking myself shopping. (laughs) Self-love is taking myself on a date. Self-love is working out because that's when I feel good. Self-love is talking to my friends. Self-love is cutting people off when they don't deserve me anymore. Self-love is setting boundaries. Self-love is not setting unrealistic expectations. So you don't set yourself up for disappointment. Self-love has so many different meanings and things that could fall underneath that specific category. Do you feel like you are you have to
1: have a definition of what love is to even have self-love?
0: I feel uh, yeah, love's action, right? I feel like you have to at least have a an idea of what love is, you know, I'm thinking back to my, when I talk to my clients and I'm like, what is self, what does self love look like for you? What, what does loving yourself mean? And some of them don't know because they don't love themselves. And so it was like, well, if you did what would, or, or think of somebody who loves you, how do you like them to treat you? You know, how do you like what what things do they do for you that make you feel loved? You know, and you got to self-reflect. Right. Then that makes us then we have to move on to self reflection. And sometimes it's like we have to reflect. We have to think about we sometimes we gotta go back into that hole. You You have to be honest. Vulnerable. So when I was going
1: through my depressive state, (laughs) I actually made a cookbook. That's all I made a cookbook for and I never finished it because it got too hard for me to go back sometimes and really think about what I was eating in those times it was the grieving process the five or seven mm-hmm.
0: steps which are the um, five states of grief
1: yeah it's five states of grief and then it was what I ate in each phase of my grieving
0: mm, I like that that's actually really why do you use that
1: I know it might be coming y'all but um <laughs> I just got to a point where I had already kind of went through a phase I can't remember which phase it was. But I remember I was in such a great mood, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to just sit down. I'm going to write this recipe out. But it was in a phase that was not, not happy. happy. And to- <laughs> recipe for grilled cheese. Yeah, I was in there, actually. Yeah. Like, my actual recipe for grilled cheese. Like, the grilled cheese that I actually ate for a whole month is in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. But it's, for me, it was like, I don't, I don't want to reflect on
0: this right now. And I never went back to it. And I think that's okay. Like you know reflection looks different, like you know, <laughs> that takes me back to therapy. That's why I think it's it can be important that you know you you get that reflection in therapy. You can mm. process in therapy, and sometimes it's really hard to reflect and process alone. You know that's why there's another reason why therapy is cool because it's like you don't have to go through that alone. you yeah. know you get to do it with somebody who's neutral. You get-
1: I heard therapy is like surgery. Like, they open you up. I'm a surgeon. Yeah, you're a mental surgeon. They open you up a little bit, and then, you know, do what they do. They close you back up. They close you back up to make sure. Because I have a friend who doesn't want to go to therapy because they're nervous that if they go there and talk about the death of their father, that they won't know how to function after. Because they've always, you know, pushed that, that death, you know, to the side.
0: Yeah suppressed it
1: yeah and i and i was trying to tell them like no i think like they're going to open you back up it's going to be hard it might be a really deep session
0: but you're going to leave fine yeah we're going to they're not going to leave you just no we're broken not. no we will not I'll leave the, you broken i can't one thing that i make sure to tell my clients is like you know let's unpack this but then at the end the last 10 minutes let's let's put it back in the box yeah let's put it back in the box let's do some breathing exercises let's do some you know let's do some um mindfulness practices let's take a second to put ourselves back in a happy space i'm not going to let you walk out of my doors crying Yeah. and if i have to take the extra 10 minutes to make sure that you are okay before you leave my office i will do that because i do not want you leaving this this office thinking what what do do i do now i want you to leave my office confident you know wow i i'm proud of myself for being vulnerable i'm proud of myself for talking um and I actually feel better. That's why I like to make it a point to ask my clients at the end of our session, how do you feel? Yeah. Because I, I really want to know. And if you still feel like like real shitty or whatever, then wow, well, okay. That's okay. Sometimes we just feel shitty, okay? So Easy. what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Like what's going on? Why, why do you still feel so bad? Um, That's okay to be sad. That's okay to still feel terrible you know it's called it's why it's called you know reflecting and processing for a reason it's like it takes time you know that goes back again that goes back to the the leg the leg comparison that I made when you break your leg it's gonna take time to heal baby like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt it's like your legs it's definitely
1: gonna hurt I think that's one of the hardest parts when you're reflecting is you're sitting there face to face with yourself because you have to be honest with yourself if you're going to make real
0: breakthrough. I mean, exactly. But that's why we harp so much on self I mean, and self-care. Oh, yes.
1: I think protect your mental and protecting your mental is self-care. Like, you have mentioned in self-love, it's about not, you know, having unrealistic expectations. I think setting those boundaries and, you know, uh, establishing your your needs, your expectations up on the front end, um, or just being secure in what you need is self care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if not, further down the road, it's gonna be a problem.
0: Exactly. Further down
1: the road, it's gonna stress you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, some people are like, "Oh, I don't want to bring, I don't want to talk about this, or yeah. I don't know how to bring this up, or if you don't bring it up now, in a cool like hey like what's your expectations yeah it's gonna be in an argument when someone's not meeting your expectations and well you never told me this is what you're expecting exactly and you've wasted three months out of your life
0: exactly (laughs) exactly like so I mean I think that's a really good point you know and kind of going back in on that self-care it's like you practice self-care because you had to self-reflect, you know, and self-care looks different for everybody. Self-care can literally be you opening up a book and reading the first chapter of said book. Self-care can literally be you going shopping. Self-care can literally be you laying in bed and doing nothing all day long because that's yeah. what you need Yeah.
1: It's putting, uh, Actually, self-care is as easy
0: as not responding to a text message. Literally. No. Self-care is easy as just blocking the number. Okay. For real. That, and it's crazy. It's like, we have, we, we think, I think that some people just think that therapy or maybe practicing self-care is like this big, huge job. And it's like, no, I just want you to go do what makes you happy. Yeah. That's literally all I, that's all I'm asking you to do.
1: Make sure that everything around you makes you happy.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Or it's pouring into you, adding to you and not taking away.
0: Self-care sometimes is literally like I said before, self-love, cutting somebody off. If they're not if they're not fitting your agenda, if they're not giving you what you need, if they're not benefiting you in the way that you need them to benefit you, if they're not making you happy, if you feel like you're if they're if you feel like they are taking more than they are giving, then love yourself, and take care of yourself, and do what you need to do for you. It's gonna suck. It's it's gonna hurt. Again, it's still you still gotta go through that processing phase. But you know what? Whenever you get over it, and whenever you feel better, you'll be good. Yeah. And you're gonna feel so much better. You know, so I think that is so important to just think about after, the, after this podcast. You know, what does self-love look like for you? What does self-care look like for you? And if you ever have a time where you want to self-reflect, how would you do it? Would you journal? Would you talk? Would you paint a picture? Would you write
1: a song? But yes, so moving forward, I'm just super excited for us to bring you different topics to dive into those three sections. Seriously. If you are someone who has a topic, would love to have you guys on the show. Um, if you have a topic that you are having trouble with and want you know, us to talk about, we are more than open to hear, work with you, collaborate, and uh, get you on here. But I'm very excited. I know me and Akila are very grateful for you guys tuning in. Please like and share and tune in next week for um, episode
0: number two. Uh, dos, dos. <laughs> dos. It's not how you say episode in Spanish. As I'm sitting next to somebody who speaks Spanish, I uh, hate say <laughs> episode in Spanish. Okay, all right. So going to be- which is. Yeah, capitulo. Capitulo. Yeah. All right. Y'all gonna also learn Spanish on here. And Uh, if that was the
1: wrong one, don't judge me.
0: (laughs) But no, seriously. Just to kind of end this off on a positive note, um, reflect on what we talked about today. Um, Make sure you go on to protect your mental on Instagram and law, and click on the link in our bio. Submit topics. um, Submit stories. You all are our warriors. Okay. So give us your warrior tales. We are appreciative of you. We love you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for loving us, regardless of whatever we're talking about. Thank you for being here, Akila. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. But anyways, no, seriously, thanks y'all for tuning in. We love you. And please, please, please do not forget to protect your mental